Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 12th episode, and today we'll be discussing how women shouldn't vote and men shouldn't either, and how New York's demise is its own doing. So we're going to get right into this. We've got um, this whole concept of democracy in America when we're actually a constitutional republic, but that's a whole different discussion for another day. But one of the core tenets of democracy is voting and universal suffrage was something that we got to took a while to get to and one of these things was the 19th amendment that allowed women to vote and of course you've got people saying repeal the 19th as a way to usher in this uh utopic society if only men voted and i'm here to say that's ridiculous because the best argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter and that goes for the average man and the average uh, woman voter. So repealing the 19th isn't going to do anything. But you've got people who latch on to that, say women shouldn't vote because it's an inflammatory uh, statement. Uh, Pearl has gotten a shirt saying that. I think she, she's gone on saying all these, you know, sorts of things. And that that's her shtick is that she says all the typical red pill arguments, but she's a woman saying it. So people pay attention to that. And it's a, it's a bit sad to me to see that situation with her in that I think she think she conceptualizes um you know as herself being only um either you know the red pill or or a raging feminist and she's just going with that because it seems more um agreeable reality to her so that's the sad thing but a lot of people are stuck in false dichotomies and that's why they uh, shouldn't be voters really is that uh, people are prone to demagoguery to falling to what's popular to um falling in with the crowd and that's not to say that. Um, you know, those people are all bad or irredeemable. It's just that when you set them up in a system where it's uh, majority wins, it's two wolves and one sheep deciding what's for dinner, uh, you're not going to reach a good outcome. And it's even worse because we have this culture that um, pushes people into not being um, critical, thoughtful people. It's just, you know, dopamine rushes from your phone and eating garbage food and staying inside all the time and wanting um, UBI and someone else to pay for um, all your crap or get your student loans canceled or whatever it may be. So that is why um, men and women shouldn't vote. We should decentralize that power to the individual and build a culture where people actually want to um make their lives better by doing it themselves and helping with their local communities rather than just going into the voter booth, uh, pulling a lever and uh, p- filling in uh, some circles on a ballot and thinking that's um, all civics should be. But that is uh, that is my core argument there. And it's going to set us, uh, set us up really nicely for the next thing that we're going to talk about is uh, New York's demise being its own doing. So uh, I'm from New York, and I can personally say that New York is a confirmed shithole, and it's this way because of the culture um, that is pervasive in um, New York City, and that comes from you know the end result of there being a lot of people who vote in for these terrible politicians this is Kathy Hochul this is Andrew Cuomo this is Bill de Blasio this is uh Eric Adams and even you know at the federal level you've got Alexander Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Chuck Schumer they're all clowns who are just in it for the money just in it for the clout and they just push these um democratic policies 
uh, democratic, their policies in the sense that ruin the uh, absolute state of New York with um, the way they handle crime and over-regulate everything and just, you know, decide to ship in all these migrants while there's a homelessness crisis in New York City. So, of course, you can't get um, enough hotel, enough homeless shelters, enough um, places for these uh, people to rent when they don't have the means to do it themselves. And so many people who are citizens of New York City don't have the means to have a roof over their heads. And you're just adding uh, more people to that problem because it's more about getting uh, more good boy points and saying, you know, we have to welcome everyone with open arms rather than saying um, if we have a city of 8 million or so people and there's a homelessness crisis and people can barely afford rent, maybe we shouldn't be shipping in more people who are going to then be crunching the demand for living spaces. But that's a basic economic concept and that's what um, people are allergic to because it means that not everyone's going to um, get um, exactly what they want. It's not going to be a utopic thing where, you know, we can just accept everyone and have everyone here and have it all be okay and work out. It's very much so a system where not everyone's going to get what they want and there is scarcity. That is the fundamental economic principle and extends out to a lot of things that people vote against. They're voting against um, there being scarcity. They're voting against people having to go without and think the government should give everyone everything all the time. That's why a lot of people get driven to being um, a communist or uh, ultra far leftist when they're young because they have this very idealistic view of the world where they think um, there is a solution to give everyone everything. We can abolish scarcity and it's just the um, evil rich people who are sitting on all the resources to do so when, you know, there is definitely is a case where people extract from um, the poor and the middle classes to enrich themselves and become ultra wealthy and that is a problem that we need to deal with but as I've spoken to that before the state is complicit and enables that so to give that state even more power means that instead of it being a handful of corporations that are functional well not fun that are not barely functionally separate from the state um, owning everything. It's just going to be um, the government owning everything and just running all the corporations. And of course, they all fall to shit because the public se sector can't do anything nearly as effectively as the private sector. And that's a, a very consistent um, thing you'll find when you study economics. Uh, and you look at uh, histories of these uh, communist countries and just compare North Korea to South Korea, and you'll get a very good view of um, just exactly how um, bad um, the state-run um, economy is, how bad central planning is, because it can't um, control, well, not necessarily control, but it can't um, compensate for the um, complexity of, of uh, people's economic situations and how those interact and the ability to trade and have a free market and all these sorts of things that you need um, free and open markets that you need a state that isn't going to allow people to be economic actors to the best of their um, ability and be as productive as possible. Uh, that's not something that happens in a centrally planned system. So that's why um, it's ineffective. But people want that central planning where everyone's, um, you know, gets um, everything. There is no scarcity. And that's why uh, voting is such a bad thing because you are appealing towards getting as many people who think like that as possible and you want to basically just um, offer 
um, people that have them go along with it and then implement it, which is um, why democracy creates this um, selfish me, 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 me um, culture, especially now with how decentralized we are at the local level, right? So democracy was something that was brought in Athens, and this is um, the local community. Every um, one had a stake and a say in the local community, so they were trying to figure out how to manage um, everything, and this was the system they came up with. Now, it's um, if you're in New York City, you're very much decentralized from how food gets on your table. Well, not decentralized, like the separated from how food gets onto your table, how um, the uh, resources um, get to you in terms of water and electricity and um, clothing and all these sorts of things. The supply chains are very spread out. Um, everything's very much separated and people are separated from each other. There's no um, tight-knit communities. There's no third place that people go to other than their work and home to interact with each other. So we've got this breakdown of communities so people are just in it to enrich themselves or they want to vote for whoever says, I'm going to use the state to make you the most rich. And that's bringing it back to why we really should not have a uh, democracy. And this is why New York is in the situation that is in because it's completely and utterly appealed to um, these sorts of people. And most people in New York City are Democrats. They vote for um, the uh, these Democrats hoping to um, fix everything and make it better, and it just uh, doesn't. And there's such an effective um, culture against um, not being Republican, not being conservative, uh, especially in the uh, more you know blue parts of New York City. And that's where the most um, densest areas of the population are in terms of just the amount of people. Um, so this uh, Democratic supermajority gets to keep on going and they get to keep on um, ruining things because they're just uh, in it for themselves. They're going to take and take and take until there's uh, nothing left to take. And that day is uh, coming soon. So tying it, uh, I went off track there, but tying it both back to the fact that people shouldn't vote. Democracy is bad and New York is basically the end stage of our modern democracy. TM when we really have a constitutional republic. But we've really gotten away from that, especially you know in the state level. Um, a lot of states just don't have a constitutional republic culture. They've got a more communist uh, culture. Just look at uh, California, for example. But with that, uh, I'm going to sign off. I hope you enjoyed this one, no matter how haphazard it is. And we are going to the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.